0: This is episode 75 of Moon P. Jug and Hob on the Tom Bernard Network. Oh, for the love of Christ.
1: Oh, who is it? I bet it's medical.
0: Chopper on, you're live on the podcast. Oh, well, here, I'll let you roll. I'll tell you one of the funniest things I've seen in a while is something that my buddy Chopper on, who's been on this podcast before, uh, sent me via text. We had a discussion the other day in my driveway at the fire pit uh, regarding politicians. And we were thinking who in the world will be the next leader of the free world. And one of the guys I used to work with piped in, well, it needs to be Ron DeSantis from Florida. And I go, really, tell me why. And he said, well, when he plucked those people out of Texas and sent them to Martha's Vineyard, that was a beautiful thing. It was smart. It was a way to get media attention. Uh, it was a beautiful move, and, and so he went on about Ron DeSantis for a while, and so Chopper Ron then sends all of us an image saying, I know why he liked Ron DeSantis, and it's Ron DeSantis' head and Ron DeSantis' body Tucked into a Dallas cheerleaders outfit (laughs) with like the shorty shorts, you know?
1: Sure. (laughs) Well,
0: I I think the thing that that was so ironic about that is that
2: those boots, those rubber boots he was wearing, he was out with Biden and them uh, evaluating the destruction of the hurricane. So, So I think people just ran with those white boots. I mean, he looked like an idiot.
1: I did see that picture. Now I know what you're talking about, where he had his pant legs tucked in to the white boots. It it looks bad. Yeah.
0: Ron, you should have just been on the podcast. What the hell are you doing on the phone?
1: Uh, you know what? I'm just checking in and making sure everything's all good.
0: So you want me to call you back after episode 75, Moon P. Jug and Hobbs?
1: Give me a call back. Oh, come on. I like that we're back to taking live callers.
0: I was going to actually buy a device that would allow us to take real calls like radio stations, but what stopped me was the price. Oh, how
1: much? Uh, I think it was about a thousand bucks. Oh, come on. We don't have that in the budget yet.
0: We have no money in the budget. We never have.
1: Oh, by the way, I'm severely
0: depressed today. When I got up this morning, my trees were popping.
2: Mm-hmm. I
0: mean, they were gorgeous, vivid colors this year. We talked about it a little bit. Uh, last week and we actually went on a drive and uh, later today the wind came up and I can tell you that we went from having a hundred percent filled trees with beautiful leaves to about 60 percent of our leaves and the rest of it are now on the lawn you know how it is when it's snowing really hard yeah and it's hard to see yep that's what my yard looked like out yeah. my window with leaves. Have you seen geese moving? Because the old story is, once you see the geese, you got six weeks to the first snow.
1: Oh, I've never heard that. Okay. Well, we should pay attention to that. I have not noticed the geese, but I will I will pay attention.
0: I can tell you, we used to go goose hunting in Nebraska. And so what we would do is we'd get up in the morning at about four o'clock and then we'd drive out to the goose pit.
1: The goose smooth- pit?
0: That's what you call them because you actually dig a pit into the ground. And then after you get the pit put into the ground, you can actually fill it with concrete. You can run gas lines if you want. In our goose pit, like many fishing places, we had an oven. We had a heater. We had pots and pans. We didn't need a refrigerator, I can tell you that. If you're sitting on the North Platte River in the middle of January in Nebraska, it is freaky cold. Uh, and, but our goose pit was right before a game preserve. So these geese that are flying at about, I don't know, a thousand feet up, they see these humongous, you know, batches of geese at this game reserve. You can't hunt on a game reserve They're That's a safety place for them to be,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but they have to come down from a thousand feet to land And they would go right past our pit and boom, 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 boom.
1: Oh, nice. You would just shoot them on their way to freedom. Like they're finally going to get across the border. They're seeking asylum. And then you guys are like the last, you're like the DMZ in Korea.
0: We had one of my family members actually get killed in the goose pit because he stood up in front of one of the other hunters when the hunter stuck his gun up and he stood up and that was the end of that.
1: I've never heard of a goose pit. So this is interesting to me. I mean, there should be a show. If they've got duck dynasty, there should be pit, goose pit nation. <laughs>
0: like okay, dudes let's...
1: just showing off their goose pits.
0: Hey Google, what is a goose pit?
1: According to the New
0: York times in which hunters lurk waiting for geese to come to the decoys that are set on the ground around their hideaway. There you go. We're lurking. Oh, let's check this one out as well. Hey Google, what is a duck blind? According to Wikipedia, a hunting blind, hide or mackin is a concealment device or shelter for hunters or gamekeepers designed to reduce the chance of detection by animals. So when the ducks are coming, boom, 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 boom. And the next thing you know, they fall in the river. Well, then you got to tell your dog, get it. And the dog runs in, jumps into a completely freaky cold with ice chunks floating down the river. And then they pull that bird out and they bring it to you and they shake off and you let them warm up inside and wow those were the days that sounds
1: like hell (laughs) that does not (laughs) sound fun at all to me (laughs) not one part of it um yeah i'm familiar with the hunting i've just never heard the term goose pit but now i'm kind of interested because i do like how men just keep inventing different man caves right they just have their different places to hide and drink beer
0: Oh, and by the way, we just finished Dahmer on Netflix. It was so incredibly creepy, Mm -hmm. but it did make you understand more as to why he might have become the serial killer that he turned out to be. I I had no idea that his father would take him out and teach him how to cut up roadkill.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: I'm a dad. I was a hunter. We didn't cut up stuff for roadkill. We would cut up stuff, but we'd eat it. He just got it wrong and made it humans that he cut up and ate. But there were so many different times he could have gotten caught. I would have to say this on a one to 10, I'd give it a seven though. It was pretty well done. And I did want to finish it once I'd started. Did you have the same vibe?
1: Yes. And I knew some of that stuff already because when the Dahmer case broke, I was actually in college studying law enforcement. And so this was something everybody was talking about. Uh, there were so many nuances of the case, though, that I was not aware of. And I knew that they had had opportunities to catch him that they missed. I had no idea how many. And I think I mentioned it la- or maybe a couple of weeks ago when we were talking. There's a one called My Friend Dahmer. That was done by a the one of his one of his only friends in high school, so I knew some of the stuff about the taxidermy in that. But what's really unsettling about it is because now he seems kind of humanized in this way. I just hope people don't look at that as an example that that's okay to do.
0: And that they would get that kind of attention in doing because it would be
1: glamorized, correct, that it would be glorified and oh, well, this is how that guy got famous. And that's what's really sad is that we've just gotten so focused as a society on, you know, like we have to make our marker whatever but then i then i'm watching house of dragons you know the the game of thrones continuation or prequel i should say and then the guy's like all we have is legacy and that's why they fight all the time and they want to become king so i don't know maybe it's just a human thing
0: one of the things i really thought was strange was when he started opening his mail when he was in prison and he had almost like fans
1: same with ted bundy i mean a lot of them get married while they're in prison
0: They've just sold the prison glasses, the glasses that Jeffrey Dahmer wore in prison for 150
1: K. Well, I hope that money has to go to the victims, right? I think it does. Doesn't it? I hope so. I believe there's something about that. I don't think that I don't, I don't think that his personal estate can profit.
0: What else you been watching? Anything
1: good? Oh God. What have I been watching? Well, I've really not been watching anything. I did catch, get caught up on the patient. It's very intriguing. It's very good. I can't wait till all the episodes drop so I could rewatch it all just in one burst.
0: Which you could do on Hulu and it wouldn't take long because the episodes are super short.
1: They are. They are. But I, I think I would, if I could screw, you know, like scoot through the commercials, my brain's been tuned out to the commercials. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm not used to them anymore. Um but uh i've just been it's it's october so i've been watching a lot of horror movies and i've been actually going back and watching rewatching a lot of old horror movies that i haven't seen in a while and then the boyfriend's son knows i like 80s b horror movies and he found one called basket case oh my god is it ridiculous and kind of hilarious and funny i'll just tell you basically The man is a conjoined twin. They separate the twins. The one twin is normal. The other twin is horribly disfigured and out for revenge. If you're looking for...
0: A good conjoined story. If you're
1: looking for, like, over displays of blood squirting and ridiculous, ridiculous. There's even claymation at certain points. It's bad. Like, you can't be scared by these effects anymore. They literally don't, they're not scary, but it's funny.
0: So I'm trying to get into dope sick. It's not working that
1: well. Where, where are you in it?
0: Three or four episodes in.
1: I I would say, keep going with it. Knowing you, I think you're going to like it, but I know what you're saying. Cause it's really depressing to think that these people (laughs) just really were complete sociopaths and did not care what it was doing to people did not care at all. And all about the money. Well, yeah. And I've been in those kinds of sales environments. I've been in those sales cultures where they're throwing around huge money. Like I, before the big mortgage crash before, like I had a friend who worked for AmeriQuest and they were one of the largest uh, mortgage lenders in the country also one of the ones hardest hit cuz they were doing a bunch of kind of shady loans and they had a lot of bad deals on their books when musical chairs ended they had a lot of bad business on their books long story short though they would compete for sales contests to get flown out on a private jet to the super bowl sure you know and all of this stuff and so when you see that culture that sales culture and you're there's so much money and everybody else is doing it and you kind of want that recognition you can get sucked in deep and this kid does
0: i always wanted to get to be that guy but it never did happen to me right i wanted to be the guy that was taking payola and i never got any uh i I did have a guy offer me some cocaine and a couple of hookers one night
1: well that's not payola being a good friend
0: have you got any comedy things coming up that you're going to be doing
1: Ton of stand-up on the books right now. New Year's Eve, I'll be at uh, the New Hope Cinema Grill, and that show has been running for like I think this is my 10th year, which is awesome that I they still have me back after 10 years. Um, but yeah, I've been kind of laying low.
0: I know that a lot of nonprofits are getting squashed right now. Yeah, what do you think about the Brett Favre thing? That's kind of funky.
1: <laughs>
0: is Brett well, Favre like
1: such a, oh my god. Well, he's such a dipshit. I mean, come on. And I, how far this guy's fallen. Like, where did you spend all your money? You made so much money. And, you know, everybody. I mean, I guess the money did go to an illegitimate child, but it was Brett Favre, not the people that it was supposed to be helping. But he's also the dumbass that had the the that was sexually harassing the cheerleader on text. And she's like, knock it off. And he's like, Ugh. What do you mean? You know, like, come on.
0: I actually have a song that I recorded called Ah. Text from Farb. Would you like to hear it?
1: I think I'm going to have to either way. I know I don't want more
2: pictures from you. Your croc should cause some regret. You should know I'm not your age anyway. Divorce will cause you big death. I learned to live without my phone And when I look it's O-N-G Who do you think you are? I'm getting a text from far Coming from number four Tearing the team apart You gotta catch a cold From not wearing your clothes So don't hit send to me I'm getting a text from far I heard that Randy Moss just say they'd like to win some games The crowd says WTM I learned to live without my phone But when I look it's OMG For tearing the team apart you're gonna catch a cold from not wearing your clothes so don't get sent to me i'm getting a text from far
0: Got it's in the archives. It's in there with all those other parody songs. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Let's talk about Mr. Putin. Seems that he's getting angry because I guess the Ukrainians blew up a bridge of his. So he thought, well, let's just for the next few weeks, bomb everything to hell and yeah. just blow up stuff that's already been blown up. And so uh, you'd want to ask him a question about why he might do that or any question that you might have right there at the top of your mind. And I have my two questions for Putin today. Number one, do you own and have you ever used a selfie stick? Right. I thought that came through my mind and I, I couldn't lose the image. It was just burned into my brain.
1: <laughs> Get in here guys. I can't fit everybody in Vlad. You're too tall.
0: That was question number one. Question number two for Putin. When you walk your dog, do you pick up the poop? Mm. Do you think he walks a dog? Is it safe for him to go outside, or is wouldn't you think everybody would be trying to get him?
1: I bet you he walks around with like a pack of dogs that just protect him. Do you know what I mean? Like Dobermans or something like Mr. Burns on the Simpsons. Like (laughs) he just and they all heal to him.
0: Do you have two questions for Putin? Sure do. Okay.
1: Pootsky. Seems really tense. He's had some setbacks recently. My question for him is, when was your last BM? Because I feel like he's probably not getting enough fiber. And he's his tummy's upset, more than likely. This is a lot of stress. And I want to make sure that he's not just making rash decisions. I want to make sure he's taking care of himself. Maybe that's why he's bombing. He's just, he's mad. He's constipated
0: my favorite bathroom joke comes from Larry, the cable guy. He said, you know something I really wanted to learn from somebody that I felt was knowledgeable about relationships. And my, my grandmother's like 80 years old and she always gave the best advice to everyone in our family. So I sat down to talk with her and I said, you know, Hey grandma, you know, I'm having some issues with the wife and here's my part uh, of the, problem. And here's what my wife is thinking. And, and what do you think? And his grandma looked him right in the eye and said, close the door. I'm trying to poop. Tell him the story about the fat bear contest. <laughs> right. Cause how often do you hear about a good fat bear contest? I mean, there's the lottery, there's football, basketball. I mean, there's different kinds of sports. Uh, but this one is different than anything I've ever heard of. It's literally a fat bear contest contest.
1: So we have a new champion in the fat bear week contest. And this contest apparently runs similar to a bracket that you would do for basketball or something like that. And people got to vote for their favorite fat bear. And it had to be located in the Katmai national park and preserve in Alaska. And there was two bears that made it to the finals bear force one or, or the other bear, his name is 747. And he's 747 because that was his weight.
0: 747 pounds. Yes. That's a big-ass bear.
1: Yes. And Bear Force One actually weighed more than 747. And so there's quite the controversy about who you know, came out victorious. I think a little bit had to do with the name. Um, but Bear Force One... It looks like didn't even hibernate is what people are, you know, hypothesizing. So, but apparently this is a contest they've been doing for a while. Started um, back by this guy in 2004 when he identified bear force one for the first time in 2004 in this park, he's got a floppy ear. That's how he knows who he is. And he realized what a large he was and decided to start keeping track of the weights and sizes of the bears within the park. And that's how he came up with this fun bracket. And it brings awareness to the reserve, the bear reserve in Alaska. So it's cute.
0: Another big deal is something just outside of Rochester, Minnesota. It's a haunted car wash.
1: Yes, I love this thing. Did you look at it? Did you watch I the
0: video? It. I looked at it. Okay. I mean, everybody, especially when you're a kid, loves to go through a good car wash. Right. Okay, And when you go through the car wash, you see all the machines and the sprayers and all that. But in this kind of a situation, think of all the places where you could hang freaky stuff <laughs> to scare kids. And, and But you don't have to make it horrible for them, traumatic. But there's candy involved. But man, this thing looks really cool.
1: Yes. And what I love about it, too, is let's say you've got kids you want to do stuff with or getting around isn't the easiest thing in the world for you. If you can get into your vehicle, first of all, you get your car washed which is nice. (laughs) Actually, I don't know if they wash your car doing it, but it looks like during the video that it actually does get wet and they've got the foam in that. Um, But yeah, this is in Rochester and it looks like so much fun. You, you get to stay in the car. It drags you through the car wash tunnel and there's spooky stuff and lights and all kinds of fun things. And I, I think it's worth the drive. I might have to do that.
0: A lot of people, when they send text messages or whatever, they use emoticons. And sometimes people read into those emoticons in many different ways. I mean, when you look at one, you may not even know what it is. You got to try to guess. Some of them are easier than others, but some people are actually obsessed with interpreting people's relationships by their emoji use. And if there's anybody that's having relationship things right now, it's Tom and Giselle. We talked about it last week, Tom Brady not having a great year with tampa bay giselle not going to tampa bay games they need to send each other a good emoticon
1: like most people when you go through a breakup you go through the self help thing and you know of course you follow everybody that's some kind of guru and helpful person so there is a gentleman who authored a book eight rules of love how to find it keep it and let it go um he is a former monk turned author his name is jay shetty And um, so apparently Giselle is a fan of the guy. He shared a quote on his Insta and uh, she used an emoticon after it. Here's what, as, as you say, an emoticon. Some days it may come easier than others and that's okay. But what should always stay consistent is the respect and admiration you have for your partner's values and goals. And Giselle shared the prayer hand sign, the two hands put together. So everybody's speculating what that means. Is she praying because he is the type of guy that respects her values? Is she using the hair or the the prayer hands because he's not respecting her values? I mean, we don't know what's happening. You've got to give us more than one symbol.
0: Do you think they're going to make it or do you think they're not going to make it?
1: I don't know. I feel like he's got to grow up. I think he doesn't want to stop being a superhero. And I I can't blame him. I've never been one. I've never been good at athletics, but I would imagine it's a pretty powerful drug that you would want to stay, you know, in like, like not being on the air, right? Not having that celebrity status and just being kind of a guy. I think, yeah, I think he's got to grow up.
0: Have you been watching football this season, NFL and college?
1: Of course. Well, you know, I don't watch a ton of the college. I've watched a little bit of college, but of course I'm watching my Vikings. We're we're doing okay. Moderately. I mean, knock on wood. Oh crap. This isn't real wood. This is cheap wood, but yeah.
0: I have a couple of Vikings on my fantasy teams. Yeah. I want there to be legalized sports gambling in this state immediately. What's it going to hurt? Seriously. You've got casinos. People are doing that. If they want to bet with their bookie, they're doing that. Why doesn't the government just, you know, make some more money?
1: Let us lose all of our money any way we want to drugs.
0: Exactly. I mean, that works in a lot of other countries.
1: As someone who enjoys gambling, I also like the fact that it is difficult for me to just indulge in that because I do not live near a casino and I don't do online stuff. I think that's really can be dangerous One of the worst addictions, I think, is gambling. And it's very seldom talked about. And it's a beast to get over.
0: It's horrible to get over. I actually know somebody that has health related issues and was put on a drug called Mirapex. I was given the drug Mirapex. And when I was prescribed the drug, the doctor told me this drug has some weird properties. It can make people who are compulsive do really abnormal things. Great. And so when you (laughs) take this drug, don't go to the casino. And I thought the doctor was shitting me later on. I meet this woman who has Parkinson's and I go, man, I haven't seen you in forever. Uh, I hope you're doing well. And she looked very, very well. Um, she goes, well, I'm doing okay. Um, I'm in some kind of government housing right now. And I go, how'd that happen? She goes, I lost my entire 401k. It missed it because I was taking Mirapex.
1: Damn. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Does anybody know about that? I've never heard of this. That's scary.
0: Let's ask Google. Google, what are the side effects of Mirapex?
1: According to a study
0: by Mayo Clinic doctors released in July 2005, the drug Mirapex may cause compulsive gambling addictions. The Mayo study builds upon earlier research which suggested a link between dopamine agonist drugs like Myripex and a range of compulsive behaviors such as
1: compulsive gambling. So you could be going for, and this was prescribed, you said Parkinson's for her. What was it that you had it for again?
0: MS symptoms.
1: So how do you, yeah, how do you screen for that?
0: Yeah, they prescribe it. Yeah, you can get it right now. You hear about a lot of side effects, but you've never heard about that one, have you?
1: No, I've never heard of that. That's scary. Well, and it says that it's it's because it's interacting with the dopamine uh, receptors, which makes sense. Th- the scary part is, how do you know that you're compulsive, right? Some people go, "Oh, I have a compulsive personality." Some people don't know that they do. Well, it's too late. I know a lady who did time. She was my daughter's dance instructor part time at this dance studio. That's how I knew her, and I also knew that she worked at this little bar in town, and she was the pull tab girl. And she got indicted. She was embezzling from the charitable pull tabs because she was gambling and had a gambling addiction, was going to TI. That's my kid's dance instructor.
0: Can you believe Christmas isn't that far away?
1: Yeah, it does. Yeah. it's it's.
0: You I, know what I got in the mail the other day that I was almost shocked to see? Hmm. I got a catalog almost, if you will, like a Christmas catalog from Amazon.
1: Shut up. I got one too. For kids. Did it say for kids? Yeah. I got one too. Kind of like the Sears catalog when we used to get it when we were little. I love that thing.
0: Here's what I'm going to do with ours. Uh, I'm going to get our grandkids over here. We're going to go through it and I'm going to have them shop and I'm going to have them give $200 worth of toys. And then I'm going to donate that to probably toys for tots or somebody. I mean, there's a million people that could do that. It'd be fun
1: that that is fun and it it's the way that we used to do it remember you would circle it and get super excited and oh what about this and what about this and i would mark the pages and i would go back and it was like you could only i don't know could you ask santa for anything you wanted in your house i was only allowed to ask for three things i wasn't allowed to be grady you couldn't ask for more than three things
0: we could ask for as many as we wanted but we knew we weren't get, gonna get them Uh, I think, you know, Christmas was a magical time. My mother was just such a knucklehead. If she knew you liked something, you'd get that wrapped underneath the tree for Christmas. Uh, For example, she knew somebody liked artichoke hearts. So she got her a can of artichoke hearts for Christmas. And my mom would do stuff like that all the time. And she would buy things. I think a lot of people do this. As they walk by things in the store, they think, "Oh, so and so likes that. Yeah. I'll get it for him for Christmas, and I'll I'll put it away." But yeah, when I got this catalog, I'm thinking that's an idea because I think a lot of times, um, you know, when you tell kids, "We have a really nice Christmas every year," but there's a lot of kids who don't. Let's mm-hmm. see if we could maybe uh, help them out a little bit.
1: I love that the kids are going to get to pick it out, and then they can have a debate and they can make the decision with the money. I absolutely love that idea. Those are the parts of the holidays that make me happy. The commercialism stuff gets old quick.
0: I don't think Christmas is like it used to be. It did become so commercial. Uh, You know, they start Christmas music now on radio in early November. They start putting out Christmas decorations like in October. Uh, You know, it's just completely, you know, and it was supposed to be about this religious event. That's kind of what I think it was based loosely around. Right. And it turned into something completely different. And it just hasn't been fun. I mean, for us, when we try to buy things for people like our kids and stuff, we don't get it right. I mean, we don't even get it right for ourselves. I remember when I bought P-Jug, a a coach purse, and I looked at it and I thought, well, that's really kind of cool. But I don't know anything about purses. I'll ask her daughter. So I got her daughter to okay the coach purse. And this was like on sale or something was like 250 bucks or 300 for a purse, right? Not yeah. to me was my pretty damn nice purse. I'd heard a lot of good things about it and I brought it home and my wife got this look on her face like what the hell is this? Oh, right? And it's not that she's a spoiled brat cuz she's no. not picky in any way. But to her, a purse is very personal like a guy would buy a motorcycle helmet.
1: There's such a wide range. I completely understand that. And some people only get like a body purses. Some people only get clutches. Some people want the option and coaches a lot of times don't have an, across body strap. It's a clutch that you've got to carry around and they're heavy. They're well-made, but the bag themselves is heavy before you even put any stuff in it. And so they can kind of be a pain in the ass, but I've got handbags from coach that have, I've had for 20 years that are still in great shape.
0: So they last a long time.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. They're very good quality.
0: They're selling tickets for events in 2023. And if you didn't hear, Miranda Lambert is coming to WeFest.
1: I have a lot of WeFest stories. Not all of them are suitable for air. Yeah, the listeners of this podcast, will they, they probably have a lot of WeFest stories. They should share their WeFest stories with us via email. i tell you what our email address is, but I don't know what the f- it
0: is do you know i'm getting us a new email address
1: okay how many letters is this one gonna have less than the alphabet or
0: it's gonna have three
1: mpj mph h -H, miles per hour (laughs) are you gonna be able to reserve that acronym i doubt you're gonna be able to get that domain name it's just gonna be dot dot dot,
0: dot 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 com i love that
1: oh did you see the article about the kid from american idol
0: Uh, Willie Spence. I watched him on American Idol. And, you know, when I saw the headline, Willie Spence had passed away and he's very, very young. What was he? Twenty three.
1: Yeah, he was a like
0: that. Uh, Listen to this immediately. I thought he had a heart attack because the guy was like four hundred and fifty or five hundred pounds. He was huge. Mm -hmm. Right. And God, what a voice. And I thought he'd had a heart attack. And then I saw it was actually a car wreck.
1: God, it's so devastating when it's something like that too, as opposed to a medical thing. It's so shocking and sudden, you know, he was on Instagram. They were showing TMZ was reporting he had earlier that day he had posted and was in a good mood and was singing and man, it's just not fair.
0: One of the things we got to do when we were working was we got to interview American Idol contestants along with Fox nine television here. Uh, because it was aired on Fox and we did a segment on the television show in the morning as well, uh, called idle chatter. And we got to meet pretty much all for two or three seasons in a row, all of the different stars. And reuben stutter came in, man, did he smell good. I remember when Christine McPhee came in okay. and her hair was blonde. She was a brunette on the show. Uh, but I really wanted to talk to Kelly Clarkson. Of all the American Idol people, I think Kelly Clarkson really was the gold standard. I mean, Carrie Underwood was amazing. Obviously, I think Kelly's probably made more than anybody uh, because, you know, she's got her TV show and Mm -hmm. she's so
1: cool. I was never that big of a fan. I always thought she had a wonderful voice. I thought she had a great story. I thought she seemed like a lovely person. Wasn't so much. it, It was fine, right? Well, working at the radio station, I was doing a pre-party. I was hosting that. And as a part of it, you got to get tickets to the concert. So I invited my girlfriend to go see Kelly Clarkson because she's a fan. And I will tell you what, that was such a warm, personable, and entertaining show. I was so blown away by her stage presence and how cool and warm and inviting. She really... And I'm saying this as a performer, she really did make people in the XL Energy Center feel like they were just like hanging out with her. What a class act. That's all I can say. And of course, wildly talented and a great, a great, great voice. But I think her real talent is her heart. She's a sweetie. Yeah. I
0: remember uh, very much when she came on her show and she started doing something called Kelly and she would just do covers of other people's music. Yeah. And it was so damn good. I mean, she is so crazy gifted. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and I'm back watching American Idol. I put that thing on the shelf a decade or two ago. I mean, I don't know how long it could have possibly been on, but the last season was probably the best one I've ever seen. And I don't like uh, reality singing contests. That's why I kind of, you know, switched gears and went to uh, The Voice. And then I got tired of that. And then I went to America's Got Talent, and I really like that. Now I'm watching all of them again. Yeah, this is a complete regression. I'm going backwards. The next thing you know, it's going to be over.
1: Well, on that note, should we leave with our our note of positivity?
0: Yeah, you have one ready.
1: I do. Namaste. Namaste. Namaste.
0: Episode seventy five. Mood. P. Juggernaut.